It's a bitch hunt. 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 about one of those bidets that you hook up to your existing like toilet water tank and then you just put it on your toilet seat and then turn on a little knob and it sprays your butt from from on your toilet seat how does that work the the like nozzle dips down deep but not into the <laughs> not into the in, <laughs> not into the toilet water it just That's dips a little bit below is, the toilet how deep is your toilet <laughs> Uh, let's is, let's not get hung up on the details. Okay, all right. This so is, it's in. It just sprays up a little bit of water at you, and it's supposed to clean your bum. Yeah. And if you think about it, it's insane that people don't use bidets because we're really just gonna wash poop off our skin with only a piece of paper. Yeah, it's, it is kind of it is kind of weird. It's ridiculous when you think about it. I just think it's funny because I'm in your apartment right now, and there's a lot of like things missing like they're very minimalist but they do have a bidet they do have a bidet (laughs) and also they also have ice packs for your face question for you have you noticed that i have a bidet i haven't there's a reason for that and (laughs) the reason is the story that i'm about to tell gotcha (laughs) oh boy (laughs) this is all just a lead into the actual story (laughs) all right get settled in listeners we're in it for the long haul (laughs) So, uh, I installed this bidet. Everything seems to be going right. I think all the parts are where they should be. Then I turn it on, and, like, out of every little possible place that water could come spewing out, (laughs) it's spewing out. (laughs) It's like a cartoon. (laughs) So, more of a sprinkler than a bidet, really. Yeah. Okay. But then... Get a little wrench, tighten up all the the knots and bolts, and well, they're like things. It, things are holding together. I mean, I, I feel like if you're a plumber, this would be a walk in the park. But I'm not really handy at all. I mean, the shit a layman <laughs> has to do just to get his ass nice and squirted out. <laughs> <laughs> so I get to a point where it's not like leaking in every direction. And then I stand in front of the toilet and turn the little knob to test it. And it shoots the stream like five feet in front of the toilet straight onto my crotch. (laughs) (laughs) So it looks like I've wet myself. (laughs) And then, um, yeah, I, I think maybe I just like turned the water back on. Like I should have left the valve halfway closed or something. And that's why the water pressure is too fierce. But <laughs> fierce. <laughs> that bidet. But then so water pressure is the next fierce. test is the sit down test, right? Where you sit right. down and, and spray it. Because that's really what so a bidet I did this is for. With a, a clean it's not, butt. It's not oh. meant to be used while standing anyway. It's not. So right. I, I did the we did the sit down test with the clean butt, just to make sure that nothing would go awry. And it's a good thing that happened because. It was so powerful, it like ricocheted from butt to everywhere else. Like just blew backwards. There was water on the walls. It was everywhere. And had it been a dirty butt test, there would have been poop everywhere. Oh my god! So did this bidet not come with any kind of instructions on how you're supposed to calibrate it? Like were you just going it in? It was on the lowest setting. It was like a, a progressive knob that lets you put it. To harder pressure, which I never tried. Okay, I was gonna say I just immediately uninstalled it. And now it? it's ready oh, to man. go back to Amazon. And another disturbing thing is that you can return a used bidet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet the price on a used bidet is a lot lower than new. That's where the factory real deals refurbished. Are. Yeah. Oh my god. I don't know, man. I mean, tried and tested. You know, I I, I feel like. <laughs> You know. Some people might like that extreme pressure. Yeah. <laughs> Some people. <laughs> Not like yeah. people are like wiping their ass with the bidet or anything. They're just squirting themselves. Well, isn't it supposed to replace wiping your ass though? Exactly. All I'm saying is like it, 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 if it was used correctly, it should be uncontaminated. 
Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. But there, I mean, you have to account for a certain amount of splashback. Yeah, I suppose. And just anything that's within that close of proximity to your your b-hole, I mean, it's a little sketchy, you know what I mean? Mm. I understand, yeah. Maybe that's just me. No, it's, it's well, anyway. Not okay. Did this inspire you, Maddie? Have you thought up a prompt for us? <laughs> should we, should we also, let... Are, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> are we going to introduce her? <laughs> that's, that's kind of what was, I, I was wondering, too. Do you want to introduce yourself, Maddie? No, don't make her do that, Luke. Introduce your friend. <laughs> Why is he being so mean? <laughs> this is I can't Madison. wait to critique your movies. <laughs> she kind of bullies me around all the time. Usually. <laughs> um, we went to college together. I starred in a student film that Maddie directed. What was it called? And what was the entire plot? Did it have a title? It didn't have a title. Um, Very artsy. <laughs> It was for class, um, and it was like a silent horror film. Oh, cool. Basically, it was like a a dream sequence of my friend Meredith, like, walking through campus, and Luke is the creepy stalker, and she wakes <laughs> up and then realizes it's real. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Yeah. That sounds really spooky. Yeah, mostly because Luke, there's no, it's it's silent, so it's just Luke's face right. in a doorway. Do you, do you have a big old grin on his face the whole time, too? Honestly, we did have to manage for time because of how much he was laughing. <laughs> I don't remember that. I remember being very professional and very efficient. Uh, I don't know. I, I trust the got. director. You work with what you got. Yeah. <laughs> I did get an A on it though. That's, yeah, I think I still thanks have to it. me probably. I do actually. I do ha- still have it. If you want to see a copy would, of it, I absolutely love to see a copy. I, of it. I would. As Can well. we put it on our website? For some reason, when we were in college, three people cast me as a villain in their student films. <laughs> it's because you look like just... such a son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, we went to big theater school. Mm. And mm-hmm. Maddie is an actor, mm-hmm. so she knows her way around a pitch <sighs> and a, a screenplay and a play. You're giving me a lot of credit here. Yeah, <laughs> throw throw your entire resume out for us, please. Um, ooh, starts with you directing me. Yes, getting an A. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Where would I be now without that start? <laughs> um, uh, and then, with Luke's help, he catapulted my career to Broadway. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Manny goodness. was a Broadway actor. That is legitimately very impressive. Thank you. <laughs> wow! Uh, yeah, I... Um, I did a play called The Glass Menagerie, which most people had to read in high school. I don't know if you guys did. No. No, it was not a Northfield High School requirement. No? Not a Hearst, no, but it does sound very familiar. I think yeah. we might have put that on at St. Olaf, maybe. I was on the uh, in the background of the the acting community at St. Olaf <laughs> and built sets mm, for the theater oh, cool. department. Yeah. I'm pretty sure, was there a large bookcase involved? In that play, <laughs> uh, not it's not written in the Maddie's movie. production was very minimalist in terms of set design. There gotcha. was barely any. Well, I mean, a lot of design, but very little. Um, very few bookcases. Very few. Yeah, you could say no bookcases. Like oh, okay. fewer um, than a dozen. <laughs> it's a, it's very possible that I I am just mistaking that for something else. That sounds. Oh, for like, sure. Yeah. I know you are. I only go okay. to plays for the bookcases, so I feel like I'd be disappointed at this one. <laughs> you were thinking of that play, The Glass Bookcase. <laughs> oh, you're right. You're right. That's what I was thinking of. Bit of a flaw design. I think sell them at Ikea. <laughs> yeah, the, the main character in that was named Menagerie just by complete coincidence, so I was conflating the two in my mind. Um... Um, but anyway, and you're supposed to... Uh... I don't know. 
Does it have to be me? Yes. To pick our plot? Yeah. Okay. Well, I suggested rom-coms, and he said that we just did this. I, I posted that episode not an hour ago. <laughs> I'm sorry to say. <sighs> yeah. Okay. We, we, I mean, we could do some more rom-coms. We got a lot of love in our hearts, but... <laughs> I don't want to be the one to say that we are not going to do that, but... I'll say it. Okay! (laughs) (laughs) It's a terrible idea. The other idea you had I liked, which was Land Before Time. And Dinosaurs. So why why do you like Land Before Time, but you don't like Dinosaurs? That's a good question. I don't know. I always loved watching The Land Before Time with my dad. I really liked Sarah... I kind of have a like a soft spot for the female bullies of our young childhood stories, like sure. Angelica Pickles. Uh, that tracks. Wednesday <laughs> Adams. I loved Wednesday Adams. Still do. And Sarah from Land Before Time. Uh, and I think I have like probably thirteen of the two hundred movies they had they had made on VHS. But I never really got into dinosaurs. I don't know why. I guess it's just the story was compelling. The story yeah. was compelling and the female bully aspect <laughs> particularly. Yes. So we could pitch films uh, that star female oh, bullies. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's please. A great idea. Like and Mean I Girls. Love... I mean, not like the movie Mean Girls, but right. just as a, I'm thinking of the title of the episode. My pitch is going to be mean just girls. like Mean Girls. The pitch is going to literally <laughs> no. be Mean Girls. Mean Girls 2. Mean no, we girls, can run with that. I love, a, I love a mean girl. I am a mean girl. Um, <laughs> All right, we're doing it. Great. The theme of this episode, Mean Girls. Not the movie, the idea. The idea. Of, yes, women and girls who are bullies. Perfect. Who wants to go first? Wow, so this is this is going to be like the first episode where we just totally improv the whole thing, isn't it? For you, well, it will be. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess I guess that is Theodore a- did it last episode. Are you saying that you you don't do that every single episode, Will? No, I actually carefully I got careful blocking for gotcha. everything that I'm going to say. Well, you want to lead us off? Is just that so the that, uh, is that the right term? Blocking. <laughs> it is I a term. Know. I just threw it out to sound smart. Um, well, it worked. It worked like a charm. Will, why don't you? Why mean don't you girls, lead us off? mean girls, mean girls. Well, the first thing that I thought of, this is the 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 little germination of a seed here, um, is what was her name? Was her name Sue in Glee? Man, she was so mean. You know, like the, the gym teacher. The um, the the coach. Yeah. Yeah. She's great. Yeah, Dried she's great. Angry. Um. That's all I got so far. Okay, hold on. It's a good start. So, um, Madison, when you said mean girls, did you mean like actual young adults, young women? Or can it be any age of women? I think, uh, I think it could be. Because Sue's getting on in years. <laughs> a little long in the tooth. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's, yeah, I mean. Uh... Tell you what, tell you what. Well, we'll, we'll have Sue, a, right? Yeah. It could be an origin story. How Sue, about that? Sue will be a mother Ooh. of a mean, mm-hmm. a mean daughter. Sure. Um, who will be played... I mean, you know it's got to be played by Chloe Grace Moretz, right? She's, she can be pretty of savage. Of course. Um, <laughs> and... Uh, you don't know who Chloe Grace Moretz is, Madison? No. Yeah, you trying to... Sneakily whisper that I don't know who that is. The microphone right next to the microphone. microphone. I actually can't remember what. Literally right in front of my face. She's like the new Amanda Seyfried. Sort of. I would would call her her the new Amanda Seyfried. You know. While you figure this out, I'm going to go take a quick tinkle. I'll be right back. Madison, you know you know Amanda (laughs) Seyfried. No, I do not. But she did grow up in the town where the two of us went to college. So. Oh, she did? Yeah. Hmm. She took theater classes at the Civic Theater. Oh, no way. Hmm. Well, you got to fill this time before Jacob comes back from his piece. So, so uh, 
the the sort of introductory role, the the breakout role for Chloe was kick ass. She was a, a small child who kicked some ass. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. she's since and Nick Cage was her dad. Uh, yeah, which was beautiful. Uh, she's she's since grown up and is taken more mature roles. She she starred in Carrie, a remake of Carrie. Oh, okay. Um, yes, I okay. Yeah. I don't know. I can't. I feel like I've seen her in something kind of recently, but uh, maybe she's just. I don't know. She's just kind of in the zeitgeist because she's the new Amanda Seyfried. <laughs> Glad to see that we've got, we've come full circle in the time that I went to the bathroom. That's actually. I was just saying that on repeat while you were gone. Gotcha. I didn't gotcha. actually add anything else. I do yeah. apologize. I, I'm just. I've been sick for the last month because I work with children, so I've been hydrating hydrating like a like an MFer, and so I drank like a gallon of water in the hour before we got on, so I might need to pee again. I'm sorry. I, I understand that. Anyway, continue. Take the mic in with you next time. I will. Okay, Good. so so Sue from Glee. I wish I had a bidet. Will, sorry, go ahead. He does have a very green toilet, though. I don't know <laughs> don't if we brought that up. We don't need to talk about that. So uh, Sue from Glee uh, and Chloe Grace Moretz, they're kind of like, they've got like a good relationship. They're going to be like, um, kind of like the Gilmore Girls, you know, single, single mother, single daughter, um, in, in, it, in it to win it through thick and thin. But the thing is, they're both just really mean. Like, that's the whole thing. Um, so they go, is that why they're single? <laughs> they just like go to the coffee shop and are just like, serially mean to the waiter all the time so so what kind of things could we expect to hear pass through their lips will is this coffee or is this just goat piss (laughs) savage (laughs) that's me being as mean as i can be here let me try another one okay um is this a scone or a big old piece of goat shit (laughs) Like a scone? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Will spent a year in in England, so he has, yeah. Will also spent a year around goats. (laughs) (laughs) Um, boy, so movies need plots, right? I was just gonna bring that up. What's what's the plot here, buddy? Like. Uh, I, I well okay. Um, there's got to be some conflict. The conflict, I guess, is, um, well, you know, drama, right? That's what happens with Mean Girls is they get into some drama. Sure. Um, they got to be making some enemies at that coffee shop if nowhere else because. Yeah, well, the coffee shop's gonna be kind of like the uh, the venue for small town gossip, you know. <laughs> sure. Um, but like. Chloe Grace Moretz, she's in high school. Maybe she um, is very competitive in the sport of um, uh, academic triathlon. <laughs> and it's a cut. It's a cut no, throat. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't want to split hairs with you, but that is a, a middle school activity. Wait, what was, what was the one we did in high school? Knowledgeable. Knowledgeable, that's right. Equally, equally. Let me just say yeah. trivia. Cutthroat, sure. The, the, the world that, of trivia. Um, was and, academic trivia like a real mean girl magnet? <laughs> yeah, I think so. I mean, if, if it's any, if, if it's like our high school. <laughs> wow. Okay. All the real mean girls did knowledgeable. They sure did. Um, and so, like, there's going to be another girl. You know her name's going to be, like, Amber or something like mm-hmm. that, you know? Mm-hmm. And she'll probably have red hair. She'll be mm-hmm. played by whoever the the new um, Lindsay Lohan is. I don't, Why not I don't just know who get Lindsay is. Lohan? What? Why not just still use Lindsay Lohan? I, yeah. guess, I guess so, yeah, man. She's, um, I'm sure she's looking for roles these days. Um... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. She she seems to have gotten off the radar a little bit. Yeah, she's probably going to be really cheap to get in your movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She's probably listening right now. I would assume so. Um. So so what's what's Amber's story, Will? So Amber, what's, what's her deal? 
Well, her deal is she's just really fucking mean. Like she, she's, she's like, <laughs> she's, she's also mean. She's cl- she's clearly got a chip on her shoulder. You know. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so there's gonna be lots of like japes and 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 verbal barbs thrown back and forth between these two young women, um, and some per- perhaps some high school politics. Like maybe they mutually are interested in. Some cute boy or something? No. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Maddie said no. No. Ma- Maddie says no. <laughs> no. 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 This is a Maddie Choose Your Own Adventure episode. All so right, we got a we got a first nope. uh, Maddie veto of the yep. of the night. Okay. How many do I get? I think unlimited. you get one per pitch at least. It's or one. No, okay. I think yeah. you got it's unlimited ones. I, I don't think you have a limit. Their feud is not going to be about a boy. What is this? The nineties? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Damn, you called me well, she, out for my. Yeah, you just you just were called a basic bitch. Yeah, <laughs> but we're all nineties kids. Yeah, learn from our mistakes. Right, what you know? Right, <laughs> 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 All right, so what is their feud about, Will? That was a good joke, but what's the real feud? Uh, yeah, that was all a joke. Um, yeah. the real feud is, um, they're in their home economics class. And they're making cakes. Maddie does not like that. <laughs> I'm holding my tongue. I only get so I, many vetoes. And <laughs> for you listeners out there who can't see, she's literally holding her tongue. And yeah, there's in her got hands. There's in like both a, hands now. There's a there's a there's like a um sort of a, a middle layer that needs to go in the freezer, right? <laughs> you know, like it's one of those fancy ass posh cakes that's got like um like a sponge that that like. Uh-huh. It comes out of the oven, p- pipping hot, and it'll it'll like smush. It's gen- if yeah, you- it's like a Genoese sponge. Yeah, so you got to you like got to put it in exactly. Got to put it in the freezer. So um, Amanda Seyfried, no, no, yeah, yeah, Amanda Seyfried. She puts oh, it in. She, she puts in it in the. Uh, or not Amanda Seyfried. Chloe Grace. <laughs> I'm all mixed say, up. Amanda Seyfried can also be in this. Um, she can be Chloe's older sister. Yeah, yeah. Minutes. Well, actually, very lovely. Or maybe like hip cousin or something. Yeah. But like, <laughs> all right, this is great. Okay, affirmation. Um, so, so <laughs> can, so I, can she, I just throw a, a quick fun fact out here? Yeah. Uh, Amanda Seyfried was born in Allentown, Pennsylvania. <laughs> Which is where Luke and Maddie went to college. Jacob, thank yeah. you. You're welcome. Go on. So she's got this. <laughs> she's got this like jelloey sponge in the um in in the freezer, and and then and then fucking uh, Lindsay Lohan takes it for herself. She like mixes it around. Maybe it's an honest mistake. Maybe it's sabotage. But it totally ruins her her bake and um. And she gets an F on her cake, and that's how the beef gets started. What do you think, Maddie? She does not look happy. She's I'm going to be honest with you right now. She does not look happy. She looks like she she's either loves to throw it up. She's either going to throw up or pass out. I mean, this, no, this this sounds like uh, an episode of The Great British yeah. Bake Off. Is that where, a bad thing, though? That no, show is delightful. It's, it's not a bad thing. It's it's like Americans taking the Great British Bake Off with, and we're adding drama to it. Could Paul Hollywood cameo as the uh, home economics teacher or whatever <laughs> this class is called? I would love that. Yes, that I approve of this choice. That would be a great cameo, actually. Without <laughs> any explanation, there's just this very... I mean, everybody's going to be mean in this, and Paul's... I mean, he's not mean, but, you know, he's a little intimidating. He doesn't pull any punches. He's got those icy eyes, that icy stare. That icy frosted hair. Yeah. He's perfect for the role. (laughs) Can Mary Berry play the grandma? The one kind (laughs) person in the film? She's also mean. (laughs) Actually, a really mean Mary Berry. That'd be... I I don't want to think about that. She's just, like, actually drunk on set. Like... (laughs) (laughs) Too much rum cake. Yeah. She's like a belligerently drunk mean. She's just slurring like her no speech. Like no one's, af- everyone's afraid to go to her house. Yeah. But she like is at the end of the story. Like she's kind of the the deciding factor on who gets kicked out of the school. It could be. Oh. Call. We could also go a really dark route where it turns out that everybody in that family is so mean because they have a mean alcoholic grandmother. 
who abused them when they were children. That's a little dark, oh. Jacob. I, I I told you it was dark. <laughs> I just said it's a possibility. Not a comedy. <laughs> uh boy. So I mean, I guess we got the start the start of a plot. How how do we how do we bring this bring this home here? No, um, Will, Will, that's your job, buddy. How do we bring this home? You're like nine tenths of the way there, buddy. Yeah. Oh, of, of course. It's really well rounded. It's <laughs> obvious. All right. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Lindsay Lohan. Sorry, no. Chloe Grace Moretz. She's got to get revenge <laughs> by becoming the uh, the number one team in trivia. Um, ah, so, back to trivia. So, but like, she has to also sabotage. Um, she has to sabotage Lindsay Lohan by like uh, spreading awful rumors about her that she like. What's a non nineties rumor to spread about Lindsay Lohan? <sighs> she, I have an alternative idea. She could just give her an answer key for the next trivia meet, but it turns out all the answers are wrong, and so she could humiliate her in front of all no, of her adoring trivia no, fans. No, no, that's two no, nineties, no. Jacob. Two nineties. That's way two nineties. Okay. She's they're playing Fortnite, and he, she spreads oh. a rumor among no. all the hundred people who are playing Fortnite that um, she. Uh, the the app that she developed for the computer science class was TikTok. actually it was actually stolen from the chinese and that's, that's and that's topical. like such a scandalous because kids these days are really ambitious and good at school so like to cheat like that would be a real reputation ruiner i have absolutely okay. no clue what maddie is thinking right now i don't i can't say i do either i think she loves it okay great I'm just going to keep on going like nothing happened. I'm going to clap my hands. Oh, it's not done? Well, no, at the end of the day, so so she wins the knowledge or, or the trivia, and then, like, um, uh, Chloe Grace is is triumphant, but then it turns out that, like, the chip on Lindsay Lohan's shoulder was that actually she uh, has a, a sick uh, family member who she's having to care with care for um, and, I mean, and and so she's just <laughs> sorry what yes yeah, this is mary berry who you're talking about <laughs> yeah yeah she, mary berry is Lindsay lohan's grandmother and she's just she's so sour drunk the entire time and mm-hmm. and uh and uh just throws such harsh harsh criticisms at her only grand granddaughter and mm-hmm. And so she's sad, but also sad because her her grandmother is very sick, um, and she just wants to wants her to leave this world, you know, on good Whoa. terms with her grandmother. Oh, right. <laughs> I, I perked up at leave this world. I was like, uh, oh no. Um, and then yeah, and then for some reason that like that truth gets exposed to Chloe Grace Moretz and she, her heart softens somewhat and then they become friends, but then are like mean girls together. Oh, okay. Cause they, they um, can't, they can't stop being mean girls. They just, they join forces and rain terror upon the yeah. whole school body. But their forces combined, they would be unstoppable. Yeah. Yeah. So does this resonate with you, Maddie? I mean, not at first, but then when you pulled in Mary Berry <laughs> as the reason for everyone's hurt and pain, mm. like that cinched it for me. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, and I like them. I like them joining forces. Yeah. This is cooperation in being mean is the new, the new thing. It's so not nineties. <laughs> All right, well, so this I think is the moment of truth. Yeah, uh, Ooh, for this one, one. Yeah, for this yeah, one is Maddie only, the only one who can there's say one whether it's vote that matters. Do we ship this, Maddie? Am I allowed to ship all of them? Yeah, yeah. I think we've only not shipped one or two. Two, I think two of Will's pitches were not <laughs> up to snuff. I think we, but maybe... we've become very charitable toward one another as of late. So you know, this sounds this sounds like a very like female heavy story, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which I think we need more of, and and ones where they're flawed, you know. Yeah, and clearly but you're, you're giving Will uh, like 
the plot necessitated that in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. You're giving Will more credit than he maybe needs. <laughs> I. This is entirely there, Maddie's decision. There will to be no outside influence, Luke. Uh, yeah, it's just Maddie's decision. <laughs> okay, and hers alone. Yeah, I like it. Green light. All right, Ooh. we ship it. So far, we're one for one. Who's hopping back into the crucible? I'm. I can go. I'm very intimidated, but yeah, go ahead, Luke. <sighs> okay. I already know my answer. <laughs> so my answer. Just don't even. My bother. movie's gonna star Chloe Chloe Grace No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I literally can't think of anyone else. You can't think of literally. <laughs> what about the the girl from The Witch? Yeah, oh, shit. she's Anna's really good. Joy Rob, Anya Anna. Taylor Joy. Yeah, what I said. <laughs> so Anna Joy Rob. <laughs> that. <laughs> she's mean. She's mean. She's, she's also kind of Maddie's doppelganger, I would say. Yes, I've gotten that a few times. Yeah. Um, Have but- you ever seen them in the same room? No. I haven't seen Anya Taylor Joy in any rooms, and I've only seen Maddie Who's in Anya one Taylor room. Who's Anya Taylor Joy? <laughs> All right, go, go ahead, Luke. Wait, but but she also has to be mean. The main character is mean. Yeah, that why was... can't someone else be mean? Oh man, Luke. Yeah, why can't someone else be mean? Like, oh well, I thought that was the prompt. Now I, now I understand why you were giving Will credit. Because he had a choice to not make the main character mean. <laughs> I assumed that the main character had to be mean. The prompt is mean girls. But does she start off mean? Yes. <laughs> you know? Okay. I'm, I'm you know taking what, notes here. I'm taking yeah. notes I'm sorry. here for you get what unlimited, Maddie likes. You get unlimited rejects. So. <laughs> no, she's, she's a goody two-shoes. As sweet as can be. Sweet as pie. As sweet as Mary Berry's cake. <laughs> Um, she's very bookish and quiet, just trying to skate through her freshman year of college Mm. Mm -hmm. without stirring up too much trouble. Okay. Is there a lot of trouble to be stirred? Is it, is it? Also, is there, is there a lot of literal stirring? Like how much cooking is she doing? She does cooking of a variety because she's also interning at a, uh, facility that has a particle collider. Oh, Whoa. So she's cooking different particles at high speeds, ramming them into each other, making weird shit happen. I hope she doesn't rip a hole in the space-time continuum. Well, that's the thing. She oh, no. Does. Oh, no. <laughs> she is so mean. That's super so, mean. Uh, that is so mean. She comes out in this world where... She had been used to being the nicest person around. This just sort of sweet as sweet as pie, sweet as Mary Berry's pie, bookish little lady. But the particle collider creates this alternate world where uh, mm. everyone else is sweeter than her. Mm. And uh, she does her best to be really, really sweet, but she still can't be the sweetest. She just can't do it. And also, when you're surrounded by people who are just like sickly sweet all the time. I feel like even if you're the nicest person, or not the nicest person, but a very nice person, that's going to get on your nerves eventually. Oh, yeah. I know. Yeah. Everyone's got a sweet tooth, but watch out for cavities, am I right? <laughs> oh! <laughs> oh! Uh, that, was, oh that was good. What's her, what's <laughs> her motivation? Like she's what's, she, what's she doing? <laughs> Did she do this on purpose? It was an accident? No, it was a freak accident. Okay. 
Um, what happened was there was this uh, male scientist at the facility, and he was like doing things wrong with his male confidence. Ugh, what a and ding dang! She was too like bashful and sweet to tell him that he was doing it wrong, so she just kind of let it happen. And didn't realize that it was going to be so catastrophic, but then it was like a, a giant. Oh, and she learns her life incident. lesson to be mean. <laughs> yeah, so it's a little <laughs> bit of that. Before... She learns that she needs to be more assertive okay. and less passive. And uh, the other thing is just that now she is by default the meanest person on Earth. Are, are these people like genuinely nice or are they like sort of, you know, upper Midwest nice, if you know what I mean? Or alternatively, are they like uh, so nice that it's kind of terrifying? Yeah. They're, yeah, they're so nice that it's kind of terrifying. Gotcha. Would you like another slice of pie? <laughs> bigger, bigger smile, bigger smile. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you can be the voice actor for all of them. Okay. They'll all be dubbed over with your voice, which will make it even more creepy because it'll be slightly out of sync. Yeah. Like I, I don't know if I could be in the same movie as. Uh, Anya Taylor Joy. Yeah. Well, yeah, because you can't be seen in the same room. Oh, but it would be like an ulterior universe. So maybe it'd be like maybe like I'm the sweetest maybe version two of her. Until Taylor <laughs> jobs exist. You never know. <laughs> and I try and like wait. Why am I helping you with this pitch? Because <laughs> it's such a good pitch. It's drawing you in. Just like that rip in the space time continuum drew Anya yeah. Taylor Joy in to the alternate universe. So everyone is so nice. It, it gets a little bit creepy. Um, eventually she realizes that they're literally suffocating her with niceness. Oh, like they're so driving, it's... they're driving her insane. She starts to hallucinate about them, have nightmares, mm. wake up drenched in sweat and screaming. Mm. And she realizes I got to kill all humans. <laughs> oh yeah. Right As you do. Wait, does she? So the, does it? Is there like a question, at least in the audience's mind, perhaps, uh, in uh, like implied by the the movie cleverly, that like these people they're actually they actually are trying to suffocate her with kindness, like they know that they're causing harm with their kindness. Mm. Yeah, we'll get subtle hints along the way that that's happening, and you won't know. You'll kind of see those things happening through her perspective. So you won't know if she's projecting them oh, man. or not. That's a real mind but, fuck. Uh, oh, I like that. But yeah, we're going to end up going down this uh, crazy terrorist rampage of hers. And uh, we follow along as she just fights version after version of herself. And eventually she decides I'm going to fight my way back to a particle collider. Mm. Kill all these people in my path. And uh, how does she kill them? Just like how you how, how you do. She doesn't kill them <laughs> different with ways. How would you like her to kill people? I kind of envisioning like a, a sword. Yeah, katana. In yeah, a, in a exactly. world where everybody is incredibly kind, though, are there weapons? Like, what need would they have for weapons? So does she have to craft a katana? She'll forge it. Yeah, she's, she's also a blacksmith. Nice. What if she's, she's just, studying in school? What if she's just so savage with her vocal barbs that they just they've never heard something so mean before that they just their heads explode or something? That sounds great. This is on yeah, this is kind of like a, a bit of like a video game like movie. Yeah, I'm also thinking these scenes are going to be pretty darkly comedic because <laughs> they're not going to try to fight back because they're too nice. So they'll be like trying to make small talk and then she'll be decapitating them. Mm. Stuff like that. <laughs> Stuff like now that. Is the, is the conflict like that she can't be found out as she's killing these people? Well, they just, they're too nice to care. They're too nice to get mad at her. Oh. So they can't no hold conflict. it against her. <laughs> okay. There mm-hmm. can't, yeah, there really can't be any conflict in that. Yeah, world. I'm really having trouble figuring out how this would be interesting. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's, that came out meaner than I thought. But like, it's just to me, this seems talk about a mean girl. This is kind of like it's, <laughs> it's supposed to be funny, like lambs to the slaughter. Funny, she's fighting fighting people who are just like insanely nice, and yeah, I don't know, maybe 
Maybe it won't be funny. Maybe are they it's all, a flop. Are they all like Mr. Peanut Butter? Oh, yeah. yeah. They're, they're just like Mr. Peanut Butter. Is, can Paul F. Tompkins be in this? I thought Maybe. Maddie was doing all the voices, though. I'll share. For PFT. Well. The only PFT. Yeah. So, Luke, how does how does this uh, how does this resolve itself? Does she just work her way through the entire population of this alternate universe and literally well, track down and kill every one of them? She's working her way to the nearest particle collider. Gotcha. Because and, she knows okay. she'll go literally insane if she can't make it back to her reality. So the, the and okay. Eventually, she does. She recreates this experiment that she saw go terribly wrong. And it works. It brings her back to her world. But then, as the movie ends, the unsettling realization sets in that she she's now an actual mean person. <laughs> no, I mean, is she beyond like... a mean person, she is a <laughs> yeah, serial she's... killer. She has killed untold hundreds, at the very least, I would assume. Yeah, yeah that makes you mean. It's like, it's mean. Do we? Do you disagree? I don't, I don't disagree. I just feel like you're underselling it a little bit. I do kind of. I mean, I feel like it's. It, she's like. She's not in her. Uh, she's like out of her experience range now. You know, she can't be like normal world mean. She can only just be like a crazy murderous psychopath. <laughs> yeah, she's that level of mean, which is very mean. <laughs> so, how how broken is her brain by the time she makes it back to her her original reality? She's not in good shape. Okay. But what struggling college student is? It's true. So so true. So true. So then she she goes back to college then is the implication with the weight of everything that she's done on her. I feel like she can't yeah, go back. Yeah, she to just college. she lies down in her her dorm room and uh just can't fall asleep. <laughs> That's there's me. a there's a 12 minute long shot of her trying to fall asleep but she can't. Well, and then her face like is black. That's very unsettling. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> and you see various emotions flicker across her face as she's trying to fall asleep. I feel bad for her roommate. Who <laughs> is probably going to die. <laughs> it's true. She's a freshman, so there's no way in hell she has a single. Mm-mm. It's bad news. Well, her roommate is Sue. <laughs> she's, a, an, <laughs> she's an adult learner. Who, <laughs> adult learner. Came back to college. Respect. <laughs> All right, so that's it. That's it, man. That's, that's how the film ends. How great was that pitch? No. <laughs> just, just no. Just a no. <laughs> so you're not pitching that, Maddie? Is this the, the third ever you're not, you're not failed it? pitch? No, no, no. It, um, no, I liked it. I just want. I wanted to not like it. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to turn you down hardcore, but I could see, I, 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 I like, I like the journey. I like the character arc of someone being very sweet, having to turn into a serial killer and then work our way back to the real world. The one yeah. thing that I was going to bring up though, does she have to become a serial killer? Cause no, all she needed to do is get to the particle accelerator. And it's not like anybody would stop her. She chose to, to become limit, a serial killer. She, she has all these nightmares about them, and they, they, they drive her a bit nuts. Okay. And she wants to silence that, that niceness. So she does what she can. Does she ever find out that they were actually just being really nice to fuck with her, or does that not actually happen? <laughs> That's left unknown. Man. We don't know if it's in her head or if they're actually fucking with her. Seems I- like if they don't fight back, they're probably not fucking with her. Either that or they're just really dedicated yeah, to Yeah, maybe that's the, the ultimate fucking with her. Turning her into a murderer. <laughs> well, I don't know if we even know that they're, like, not some kind of simulation. Or, like, some... Oh, boy. Yeah, I don't know. You know? I, I can't imagine, like... If she knows it's an alternate universe, I think she doesn't feel as bad about killing people. But the fact that it's going to stick with her into the new world or into her original world is interesting. Yeah. This is this like pretending to kill people. This pitch really makes you think I'm going to say it. It's a real discussion piece. (laughs) It's something. It's something. It's something. Please recommend your friends to listen to our podcast. We'd really love it. It would mean a lot if they give us a shot. It don't take a lot of thought to listen to it.
sometimes they're songs. Jacob, if we're going to stay under an hour, you've got 13 and a half minutes. That's, oh boy, that is unlikely to happen, but I have very little to work with right now. <laughs> I think in so about an hour, you will have introduced the main characters. <laughs> no, I'm going to do a nice, a nice, tidy, quick pitch here, okay? Great. As, as I said, I need to go to bed very soon. I'm quite tired. Um, so the main character of my film is a, uh, a sorceress. Ooh. Her name is uh, Hermione. Griselda the Greedy. Ooh. Griselda the Greedy lives in a, a shack in the woods oh, where okay. she, uh, she makes potions. Uh, she's taken eyes and newts. She's taken frogs, mm. throwing them into that bubbling cauldron. Tell us about her personality. Is she generous? She she is a generous lover, but not necessarily <laughs> a generous person. Otherwise, uh, she and she is a generous lover because she doesn't want to burn any bridges amongst the the local townsfolk. Because she she likes to get her freak on, um, and therefore you know she's gonna she's gonna do what she has to do to keep those gentlemen callers still coming. So you're and, st- yeah, sorry, go on. No, go ahead, Will. I was just asking if this is it's just townsfolk sort of wander up there for her sexual generosity. There are townsfolk that that wander up there for her sexual generosity, and also those who, uh, you know, people people want potions sometimes. Uh, you know, not everybody is a goody two shoe in this world, so uh, there's there's a there's a pretty decent business for Griselda the Greedy's uh, what what she has to what she has to offer so both she, sexually. She, she and offers potions and the motions of oceans. She offers, if you know what I yes, mean. I do know what you mean, and she does <laughs> offer both of those. And in fact, she often will uh, will offer the potions for the the uh, reasonable price of just the motion of the ocean. Whoa. Wow, yeah, that that's is generous, a, very generous, that's generous. But I gotta say, she's maybe not the best businesswoman. No, I mean she's in a shack. She she's living in a, sh- in a shack in the middle of nowhere, yeah. probably near a swamp. So, I- <laughs> it is actually near. A, it's very near a swamp. It might even be on an island in the middle of a swamp. I kind of like suggest both men and women will come to her for these Most favors. Most definitely, she is both a generous lover and a lover of all, mm. and I mean all. Um, well, okay. let's, not, let's not think too far into that. But she's greedy. Uh, but anyway, Griselda, you know, she... Does she love upon the octogenarians? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Love has no age. Uh, again, we're not going to go down that path. But she does, yeah. Griselda herself is, you know, she's like 130 years old. So oh. she's not, oh. not going to discriminate if a young 80-year-old comes, comes yeah. around the, the shack. Cradle robber. Yeah, really. She is. So she leads a, uh, needless to say, she leads a pretty charmed life uh, in that shack on an island in the swamp. Um, But one day there is a a spry 90-year-old woman who comes um, to Griselda. And this is a new customer of Griselda. She has not seen this this 90-year-old woman before. Not a, not a local. Not a local, no. And she, uh, so as we see the, the various sexual exploits and the, the business dealings that Griselda goes through early in the movie, there's a certain fashion that is common to this area. And this, this, this new customer uh, just looks a little bit different, dresses differently, wears her hair differently. Mm-hmm. And uh, it comes to light after some, some, uh, some sweet talking on both of their parts and uh, you know a little bit of a little bit of uh, you know sexy flirtation that sort of thing that this woman has come from a faraway land, mm-hmm. and her plan is to procure a potion that will kill the king oh. of the land Whoa. of this foreign land of this foreign land. Mm. And Griselda's like, yo, I do not discriminate. Like, I, it's cool that you told me what you're gonna do with this, but as as long as you know, as long as there's some nookie involved, I really don't care what you do with my potions. Wow. Um, Whoa. So, so the potions are now a condition, or nookie is a condition of the potions. Nookie was always a condition of the oh, potions. Oh, so yeah. she literally doesn't deal in any other currency. No, where were you? She's living in a shack. Yeah, she's living in a shack. We've established this. How does she survive, though? 
she how did she get she, to be like a hundred what is it 30 130 she makes potions she makes helpful youth potions for herself and i'm sure some of her customers like bring her food they bring her like eyes of newt they bring her <laughs> they bring her crow's eggs that sort of thing she you know there's a, there's an economy uh to this whole you know sorceress sorcerissery um so Griselda and this this uh, new customer spend the night together, and Griselda finds that for the first time in her 130 years, she feels something for this woman. And so this is very this is new to Griselda because she's used to not necessarily hating everybody, but having kind of a, a healthy disdain for everybody who comes into her shack. Because, as you would imagine, there are a lot of lowlifes that come around, you know, wanting, wanting their, their potions to do some skeevy shit. Mm-hmm. And so she doesn't have a whole lot of respect for most of them. But uh, yeah. as it turns out, she finds out that this, this king... Um, boy, let's see. What, <laughs> what would be a characteristic of this king that Griselda would not like? This king, <laughs> this king he, is a he, strict he's a abstinence. Sex yeah, no, he <laughs> yeah. is. He is. He he believes in absolute abstinence, and Griselda's like. So wait, even like he doesn't want anyone to reproduce. He doesn't want his kingdom <laughs> to grow. He doesn't want any. Well, <sighs> you can have non non sexual insemination or something. Everyone is in, artificially inseminated. Yeah, I like that. Yes, <laughs> this king. This king fancies himself a bit of a scientist. So he uh, has set up this lab, and he has decided that he is going to choose who gets to breed and who gets to breed with whom. This Yikes. is bad. This, this is, is bad some shit. serious yeah. eugenics. This is man. like straight up eugenics. And Griselda's like, she she doesn't really give a shit about that, but the the no sex is really what does it for her. And Griselda's like, you know what? She's like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> that is a bridge too far. Uh, and so she has spent her, her whole life since she. Since she was born, she was left on this island by her parents as an infant, but she already had these powers, uh, these sorcery powers. She doesn't know who her parents are, but she was born with sorcery powers. So she's lived on this island her entire life, and she decides that she she wants to leave this island. This this woman uh, that has come to her is so entrancing and so interesting, and her story is so... uh, you know, heartbreaking that she's decided she's going to up and go with her off to her faraway kingdom. And so at this point we get a nice little, uh, nice little travel montage, a, uh, a montage. That's what yeah. it was missing. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. They, <laughs> they see the sights well, together. We will have already had several sex montages. I'm assuming. Oh, I hope so. Uh, yeah. I, most of the, that's first like the beginning of the, of the story yeah, is like sex all different types of people. Yes. Having a role in the hay with Griselda the Greedy. A, a, li- a literal role favorite? in the hay. Because is that... she... I, I, I want to know why she's greedy, but perhaps that's more of a visual <laughs> she's, no, realization. I, I, she, was not, she didn't name herself Griselda the Greedy. The townspeople named her Griselda the Greedy. Uh, and they believe that the price that she... Because no matter what the potion is... So it can be like a simple like hair growth potion, or it can be like a, a potion that'll turn somebody into a you know like an ostrich. No matter what the <laughs> potion is, the price is the same. It's 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 nookie. It's sex. Well, no, and, no one nookie is the same as another nookie. I would say Griselda has the last orgasm. That's why she's greedy. She she off she she really does. And again, it's not a name that she gave herself. It's just some of the tones folk were like, "You're asking too much." Like we're we're used to our entresses and sorceresses and witches uh, to take like you know a silver coin for a hair growth and, potion. And she doesn't discriminate. Like you could be married. No. You could be a nun. You're you're giving her that is pretty ass. greedy. So yeah. You, yeah, you as as an audience member may not think that she's greedy, but remember you are not one of the townsfolk who mm-hmm. may have a different a different view of the whole situation and do have a different view of the whole situation. Obviously, because they call her greedy. That's a, that's just a small part of the plot, though. Mm-hmm. So they're off on this montage. They mm-hmm. travel through a forest. Um, you know, there's some foes that come by. They battle like a big old spider. Uh, there's a centaur that comes <laughs> along who is an excellent lover, uh, and they both enjoy the centaur <laughs> very mm-hmm. much and for many nights. Um, 
they get to the edge of the forest and find that there's a big old mountain and they have to climb it. Uh, you know, they do some bouldering. Griselda is very spry for her age, so she's like climbing sheer rock faces and stuff. Real good stuff. Is it uh, like is like one thousand miles by the Proclaimers? Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is that playing? Well, also one thousand miles by Vanessa Carlton. <laughs> both <laughs> oh, of back those, to back. Uh, both of those. No, they're both playing at the same time. Um, <laughs> you could choose which one to listen to. It's one of those things where out of the right speaker, it's the Proclaimers, and out of the left speaker is the other one. So if you're watching this at home, you can just. <laughs> To put one earbud in and listen to whatever song you want. It would be pretty loud in the theater, but, you know, it's the price you pay for hearing both songs. So they make it to the top of this mountain, and a spring is at the top of this mountain, a beautiful spring of fresh water, and they raft down the mountain. Oh. Um, and once they reach the bottom, there's a river, and the river takes them to the kingdom. Um, and so at this point, uh, Griselda... I should give a name to this other character, shouldn't I? Her name is uh, her name is is Mabel, good ninety year old name. So <laughs> Mabel and Griselda have become uh, very tight, very close uh, as lovers, but also as as true friends. Uh, and this is something again that's new for Griselda um, because she she doesn't have that many you know people just come and go in her in her life, both literally and figuratively. Um, and it's, it's kind of tough and Mabel begins to crack the, uh, the hard shell that Griselda, the greedy has built up around her Mm. and she has found that inside is a, is a woman who is, 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 she's been deeply affected by the isolation of her life. And she, uh, uh, as a response to that built up this shell, but now that she has Mabel, uh, she sees that there is there there is beauty in life, and more literally, she had literally never been off of that island in the swamp. <laughs> so all of these experiences are new for her, and they really expand her mind. So Griselda arrives in the in this in this kingdom, a, a, a changed woman, I would say. But one thing has not changed, and that is her desire to 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 straight up slay this this bastard king who wow. doesn't let anybody have sex and her yeah her her determination to do that has only grown stronger as the journey has gone on um so they i guess Mabel and Griselda like camp out on the outskirts of the kingdom and like plan what's basically a heist where they're going to break into the castle and uh you know do they have to some- assemble a team I think they. I think they could assemble a team. I, I don't think there'd be any problem with that. I imagine there's like a, a lot of women, like a badass group of women. Oh yeah, big time. Wanna, yeah. they're like no 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 no. No, we want to get it on. It's like Robin Hood's merry men, but women. Mm. <laughs> Griselda the Greedies, giddy girls. I was thinking like Could the army the from Wonder too. Woman. The army from Wonder Woman, Griselda's greedy girls. Either way. Uh, also, the centaur's in there because he decided to go along on the quest because he's like, yo, this is the most just cause there has ever been. And so they they plan this this uh, this assassination very carefully and uh, in a, in an exceedingly daring manner, pull it off and uh, <laughs> and kill the king. No, they poison the well, king. yeah, yeah. I mean, they kill the king. They they got to do that. Uh, I was kind of trying to think of like a cool way that they could kill this king. Um, and it's like, with the potion, right? It, I, the the original plan was with the potion, um, and you know what? Yeah, they do. That would really <laughs> go full circle, don't you think? Yeah, it, it would, and that's what they're going to do. They they slip a potion into but his, you know what, his nightly glass of milk, and the people, potion people can only use her potion after Nucky. <gasps> oh, dude, that would be amazing! Like his she last act on Earth. She has to seduce the king. He's having sex. See, the thing about that though is that that's—I feel like that's kind of problematic because this king obviously doesn't want to have sex with well, her. Well, no, 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 no. But well, that's he, the thing—is he's a hypocrite. She would have to. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I like that. I like that. So he was enforcing this rule on everyone else except himself. What a twist! And to liberate the land, they film it on a video camera and project and it on project the, it onto the, the Times Square equivalent. And everybody is so 
aroused by this. Everybody's this so aroused that they just start that straight they... fucking like rabbits everywhere. <laughs> yeah, it's a big oh, population like, boom, like centaurs, like centaurs, <laughs> and yeah, and uh, at the end of the the marathon, the king has been sexed to death uh, because he had sex so long and so hard with Griselda <laughs> that his tiny kingly heart gave out, and uh, he he up and dies. And then we cut to 20 years later, and there's a beautiful generation of young, liberated adults who, uh, who practice free love. And that's cut the end to of 20 the years later, and there are like overpopulation crises across the land. <laughs> what would Poverty I? everywhere. What it's, 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 the, it's the boomers. We could say, we'll, save that, we'll save that for the sequel. What would a half centaur Everyone's be? wearing sandals and socks. A half centaur would be, I mean, if the. If the mother was a human i would assume it would be a quarter horse three quarters human just the head of a horse <laughs> yeah the, the head of a horse the head and, and veiny All neck right, of a don't horse. ruin this i was gonna say yes <laughs> <laughs> i'll just say i'll just say that that was not that was not my that was my digression i'm looking at luke <laughs> <laughs> all right so yeah that uh that wraps it up in a nice I like little tiny package. I like that a lot. Thank you. It really goes places. I like it more than the other two. I'm I'm gonna, I, a, I agree, them. actually. That was the best I'm one. Putting that on my, on my resume. I was complimented by a Broadway actress. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Is this the best podcast you've ever uh, heard in your life? <laughs> Don't answer you that. Know, Don't answer that. It's okay because I know she hasn't listened to very many podcasts. I don't listen to top any five. podcasts. So <laughs> it's definitely top five. Top three. Wow. Top two. <laughs> Name one podcast that's better than this, Maddie. I dare you. Um, she couldn't think of a single one. We're all psychos. Never that heard of it. Sounds made up. Never heard yeah. of it. <laughs> as far as I know, it doesn't exist. So this is this is my top two. Top two. Wow. There we go. That is our new tagline. <laughs> Pitch Hunt, a top two podcast. <laughs> All right. Well, we didn't keep it under an hour, but we got pretty close. Yeah, we, we got pretty close. And uh, I think a good time was had by all. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being a guest on our podcast and yes, for your genuine criticism. It was delightful. <laughs> You're welcome, Maddie. You know, <laughs> we know it was a treat for you. Do you, and have, do you have anything that you want to plug? Ooh, um, you're on another podcast, right? What? <laughs> a, a yet to be released? That oh, that's true. right. <laughs> that is true. I've heard about this, Luke. It's your plug. Plug, <laughs> plug your creative work. Plug away. <laughs> you put a lot of sweat and tears into that pod. I forget the name of it. <laughs> well, it's not a top two podcast, apparently. <laughs> not yet, because oh, you because no. you refuse to you refuse to release it. Yeah. I have I've been this happened so long ago that I don't even remember the name. Someday it'll be released. Luke, what maybe. is it called? Plug it. What the blab? There we go. That's right. Yeah. Three people that are uh, that are involved in this episode. All, all four people who are involved in this episode are involved in the making of that podcast. I would just like to say, and yet Luke yeah. refuses to release it. Well, it's got some audio issues. Will volunteered nicely to clean it up. Yeah, I'll, I'll do but my I best. But I never sent him the files. He's taken his, <laughs> he's taken his will time. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And I, without saying anything else, I would just like to say, Will, you probably have the time now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got lots of time. Also, on uh, I'd like to point out to you, Jacob, that <laughs> while you were going to the bathroom, yeah, I said almost word for word what you said about Amanda Seyfried. <laughs> really? <laughs> Good to know. Wait, what did I say about Amanda Seyfried? That she was from Allentown. Oh, oh, I see. I see. That explains why you laughed so hard at that. I did not understand that at all, but now I do. The blabbers. I mean, the pitchers out there will get it. Pitchers out there will get it. <laughs> Sorry, I'm mixing up my audiences. <laughs>
All right. All right. Let's let's wrap this up, shall we? Yeah, what are we doing next? Are we still doing next week what we were going to do this week? I, I think next week is is Ted on the Tens again at this point. Oh, man, yeah. Because this Ted was episode 29. So the next, well, I, I would so, assume. I, I guess I should Maddie, shouldn't. what should Ted pitch next week? Yeah. Not to put you on the spot. Mm, I, think, I think we could do more dinosaur stories. Dinosaur stories. That I don't is, think... I, I should be involved. I'll leave that to the experts. <laughs> Ted is a historian, so... He is. He's a historian and he prepares very well, so I will tell him that he is to write a, a film about dinosaurs, and he will pitch Please that. Do. Yeah. So Thank that will you. be next week on Pitch Hunts. Where can you find us online, gentlemen? At pitch underscore hunt on social media, I think. That sounds right. Yeah, that right. sounds right. <laughs> You can email uh, us, jacob at pitchhunt.org, info at pitchhunt.org. Luke at pitchhunt.org. Will, will, will at pitchhunt.org? Madison at pitchhunt.org. And Ted at pitchhunt.org. <laughs> Eventually, maybe. Probably not. And if you're out there listening and you want your own pitch hunt email, just <laughs> let us know. Yeah. <laughs> we'll set that up. <laughs> and then we'll read it off at the end of every episode. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Stay pitchy. Stay pitchy out there. And don't forget, we love you. We love you. We love you. Maddie, say you love them. I love you. Oh. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.